Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to a very silent Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. <laughs> and I'm Brian Schulmeister. Uh, we are doing a very rare, very late recording. Uh, well past your bedtime, Jason. Is this why you're, uh, you've got your um, dulcet tones in full effect? Yes, it is, because it's everybody else's bedtime, too. So we don't want to wake the puppy up tonight. So. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I have I lasted until near my kid's bedtime, so there may be some yelling in the background as he's forced off to uh, to sleep. But uh, I'm here. Um, it's a late show for us for once, and uh, that means I'm at least a half a bottle of wine in. Oh, nice. I am about five Guinnesses in, so... <laughs> Sweet. Should be nice and uh, quiet and lubricated. <laughs> so a quick note, uh, the show next week, we're going to have one episode next week. We're going to kind of combine the two because you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. So uh, we're going to have a Friday episode. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That'll be it for next week. It might be a little longer one because we got some extra stuff in there. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, the timing is going to be off next week just because life happens. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit busy. You're a bit busy. Tell us about it. Everybody's a bit busy, even though we're not supposed to be doing anything. Exactly. <laughs> I actually have to go to an office next week to go meet a client and uh, their team. So that should be interesting. Oh, okay. Masked up, I assume. I, they better be. I certainly <laughs> will be. Yeah. That's for damn sure. I'm so. doing things like uh, selling a car, um, all kinds of craziness going on Ooh. as I'm what working car? on uh, uh well getting rid of the the mini cooper that has served Aww. us so well for so many years but honestly uh you know the wife hasn't been going to work uh it has literally been sitting on a street for six months now <laughs> yeah did you at least get the registration fixed uh registration sorted yeah all that stuff's taken care of so it's ready to get rid of so uh gonna just sell it so yeah lots of very busy right now with uh all the preparations for the incoming move so yeah all busy, 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 busy. <laughs> All right. So we have a little bit of follow up here. Uh, we were talking last week about the standoff between Facebook and Europe, basically, because of uh, the data transfer rules that uh, GDPR was saying to Facebook, like, you can't do this. Uh, this is against our rules. And Facebook said, well, fine, we're just going to leave. Well, they blinked first. We're going to take our toys and go home. Yeah. They blinked. <laughs> Uh, so they said, we, of course, won't shut down in Europe. And the reason we won't, of course, is precisely because we want to continue to serve customer and small and medium-sized businesses in Europe, said Facebook VP Nick Clegg during a live-streamed EU policy debate a couple days back. However, because they can't just say, we're going to stay, they have to throw in there like, I got to warn you, though, there will be profound effects on scores of digital <laughs> businesses. Not us. Not us, of course. We're worried about the little guys that we serve. And there's going to be profound effects against them if you guys don't solve this problem and figure out a way to make this work. We have a major issue, which is that for various complex legal, political, and other reasons, question marks are being raised about the current legal basis under which data transfers occur. If those legal means of data transfer are removed, not by us, mind you, but by regulators, then of course that will have a profound effect on how not just our services, but countless other companies operate. We're trying to avoid that for you, or as oh. they would say, <laughs> for the children. 
for the children in Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> what a load People of like shit. That. Uh, such horse shit. Yeah, we care about the small businesses. Oh, we care about them because they pay for us. Because yes, we because they all spend yeah. thousands upon millions of dollars on advertising, and it's our only revenue. So, of course, we care about them for yes. their money. What we used to give away for free, we now charge for. So, we need mm-hmm. it back. So, exactly. please, think of the children. Think so of the children. They blinked, but of course couldn't help but, you know, desperately try to pitch their stupid case. Yeah, it's a law for a reason, guys. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason GDPR exists. Uh, mostly because of Cambridge Analytica. Go figure. Yes. Hey. I did see a news report today that, uh, and we didn't include it in our show notes, but since we mentioned them, just as an aside, uh, mm-hmm. the, the head of Cambridge Analytica has been barred from running a company for seven years. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. I meant to put it in, but I'm uh, like you should be barred from running a company for ever years. Exactly. Seriously, lock him up. Lock him. Oh wait, they don't do that anymore. Yeah, Never mind. No, they don't do that. Yeah. So I saw this over at TechCrunch, and I thought it was uh, it was an interesting read. It's called "Tech Must Radically Rethink How It Treats Independent Contact- Contractors" uh, by Adam Jackson. Did you get a chance to read this? I did read all of this. I'm going to let you go ahead and and sum it up, and then I'm going to call the absolute complete and utter bullshit that I saw in it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> so Adam is saying that, you know, everybody's going to be a contractor going forward. And tech companies especially need to embrace the freelance-itude, the 1099-itude mm-hmm. of everyone and and get them more invested in the companies and uh, bring them into the fold and make them feel more at home. Because nobody in the future is going to have just one job. They're going to be bouncing around to multiple companies, multiple divisions in your company. And you need to make them feel at home Mm -hmm. well you know there's one way to make them feel at home hire them as an employee (laughs) or one one option yeah yeah. or keep them as freelance contractors but give them equity and and make sure that they're covered for health care especially in the united states which is the 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 only way to get proper health care is through your company i really wish that that would was not the way well you know then we'd be socialist no i'm I'm fine with that yeah (laughs) so's the rest of the fucking world yeah, I'm fine with that. Or pay your own health care, which is what I do now. I'm Single sure you payer do too. would be fine. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's what I do. <laughs> my health care costs more than my car every month. But hey, uh, it turns out I need it right now. So I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Tangent. Good with health good with healthcare right now. But going back to freelancers. Uh, yeah, like reading this article, I'm like, I'm, I'm just shaking my head going, what's your point? What's the point of this? Well, his point is that we should be doing it better, which I 100% agree with. The big bullshit marker that flashed up immediately is when I read this particular part. Contracted work has only become mercenary through the treatment of the freelance worker. Where tech has succeeded in creating hundreds of thousands of independent contractor (laughs) positions, it has also led the way in reimagining how we may treat them and reward them for their work. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, they have, actually. (laughs) But not in the way they think. Not in the way they think. They're doing it mm-hmm. the wrong way. Yeah, at least he does call out Uber and Lyft and all of those guys in the article. That was pretty decent. Well, I, him, I mean, again, down. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the arguments that we've made a million times on this on this very podcast is that Uber and Lyft are not tech companies. They're no. fucking taxi cab companies with an app. 
Yeah, the app is how they get. Uh, it's it's basically logistics. They're they're a logistics. Yeah, it's company. a logistics company, so they're not tech companies. So, uh, you know, I I think it's a it's a good think piece in terms of uh, sure we could go this direction, but the way that we go that direction is we either we either socialize as a nation so that the basic needs are met, or the the concept of an independent contractor changes radically from what companies treated as now. That's yeah. it. End of story. Yep, but uh, soon it's not going to be we, since you're buggering off, you bastard. <laughs> going to the <laughs> socialist great white north. Anyway, uh, so the, the great streaming consolidation has begun for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I get CBS uh, All Access yep. right now. Yep. And uh, as we know, well, Paramount Plus or whatever the fuck they're going to call it next week. <laughs> Paramount Plus, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I saw a deal. And I took the deal. I canceled my CBS All Access, and then I signed up for CBS plus Showtime through my Apple TV. And then I got Showtime, and uh, basically I get Showtime for like a couple bucks a month now, and uh, CBS All Access for about the same price. So Yeah, I think we talked about it. It was uh, mm-hmm. $9.99 to get CBS All Access and Showtime through Apple. Right. Um, and it, or it was nine ninety nine for CBS All Access in and of itself, ad free. Right. No. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's here's what, here's what I was here. here let, let, let me explain what I was doing. I was doing the five ninety nine a month for CBS All Access with okay. ads. Yeah, that's so what that I was doing. the ad version. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. exactly. But if you go to the CBS All Access site, if you would like to add Showtime onto your package, it brings it up to fourteen ninety nine a month. Ah. So you can go to Apple and save an extra five bucks, which is what I did. Yeah. So as these things come around, I see a lot of people. If you're if you're going to be a savvy, you know, streaming consumer, you're going to have to spend a, a an inordinate amount of time doing all this bullshit shuffling to at least yep. find the right deals and move things around. And well, that's what we've said was going to happen. Uh, you know, as soon as I we started to talk about cord cutting and all that, I was just they're going to nickel and dime you, and it's all going to be deals, and it's going to be okay if I switch my phone from Verizon to AT and T, then then now I can get this, and you have to weigh the cost benefit over everything, and it basically they find a way that you never win. Right. And you have to time it just right. So you're not paying for an extra month of the previous one that you're moving. And it's, I mean, we covered this literally seven and a half years ago and it's finally coming true, but you have to, I mean, there's going to, you know what we should start as a website on basically how to save money on streaming. I was just saying, instead of doing this podcast, we could probably just start a a subscription-based website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of yes, course, exactly. Which basically told you here's how to get what you want to get at the cheapest you can possibly get it, and how to package it together. And it would be a full time job. It, it would actually probably involve more work than this podcast currently involves, but we probably make a lot more money. I was going to say we might actually make some money. Yeah. There, there, there's the difference. <laughs> so instead, about, we'll uh, probably just uh, throw those tips in here all the time for free on this show. Uh, I don't know, man. Streamcheap dot com. That has a, <laughs> that has a nice ring to it. Yeah, you go see if you can find that. It's probably already gone. Uh, probably, probably. Well, <laughs> anyway, so at least, you know, that's happening. So I'm keeping an eye out for those deals. So if uh, our listening audience runs across any of those cool deals, send them our way. We generally see them because we follow 5,000 articles a week. But yes. uh, every now and again, you find something neat, as it, as it were. So mm-hmm. I did end up still keeping Spotify, though. 
Uh, just, yeah, just for a I while. pay for Spotify. Just if nothing else, out of guilt for the music industry, I will probably continue to keep paying for Spotify. Oh God, don't even get me started. There was one article that I forgot to put in here where Daniel Ek just started like a one point two billion dollar fund for moonshots and like AI and stupid shit like that. Or, and I'm like, why don't or, you pay the fucking artists? He could have taken that one point two billion dollars and spread it out over all the artists on Spotify so they could pay their goddamn rent. Exactly. I'm like, you know, you greedy piece of shit. That's the article. Thing, and I'm just isn't like, it? It's, it's really hard to take any of these motherfuckers seriously when they're sitting on, when they've got a billion dollars to spend on another startup that'll make them more money or another fund that'll make them more money, but they aren't paying any of the fucking people that have actually made them that money. I know. I know. It's just like, it's, it's revolting. On. It is. It's it's really. Let disgusting. them eat cake. Get out the guillotines. I, I'm with those. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm with those Bezos guys now. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's just like, come on. Oh my god. So I don't know. Uh, we talked about the you know the watch battery problem yep. last episode, mm-hmm. and I, I found a couple of different places in, in different fixes and tips and tricks, and some were uh, basically unpair and repair your watch. Uh, that was the big one that, that everybody takes all said. day. It takes all day. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I did find that worked a little bit was background app refresh was turned on by default now. Yep. This is the old Bluetooth problem. Every upgrade Bluetooth comes back on. Yep. They turned on app background app refresh for every single app that's on your watch. So you go through and turn that off. It was fine. But then they came out with an update, uh, which was supposed to be fixes for other things. But I think they snuck in a battery fix in there because my watch seems to be doing much better now. It's back to almost normal. Yeah, my watch a battery aspect is completely back to normal. My phone battery is also back to normal, but I don't know if that's because I took off that stupid contract contact tracing app that nobody else is using. So it's either that or the update that came with it. But my watch is still having two significant issues, and I, I think this is just Apple saying you you've you have an Apple Watch three, time for you to pony up some more cash. Um my my Apple Watch will reboot randomly two to three times a day for no mm-hmm. reason and it still flashes on at night no matter what it, okay so i i the, the the update didn't fix either of those issues okay well yeah well i mean it is time to upgrade come on no it's not <laughs> the watch is barely too it's a watch <laughs> no it's not it's a computer on your wrist dude it is not a watch whatever I'm a not watch is something you want <laughs> it works just fine except for the fact that it doesn't work just fine I was going to say, it doesn't work just fine. (laughs) In the news. Saw this one over at NBCNews.com. Strange place to find actual news. (laughs) You never think that the the big three are going to be giving you news anymore. Uh, Actually, just a quick aside. I've added them all to my rotation. It used to just be like Wall Street Journal, like newspapers. Uh, I've put put most of the the big network news back in my rotation because they actually have good journalism because they can actually afford it. Yeah, they're still doing pretty good work. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. Well... Mm -hmm. Uh, A former YouTube content moderator describes the horrors of the job in a new lawsuit. So Jane Doe is suing YouTube for having to watch murders, abortions, child rape, animal mutilations, and suicides, uh, and basically drove her freaking mad, which obviously it would. And uh, here's the weird thing. 
It doesn't say if she was a contractor or not, but it says YouTube's wellness coaches weren't available for people who worked evening shifts and were not licensed to provide professional medical guidance, the suit says. <laughs> it, also alleges moder- yeah, it also alleges moderators had to pay for their own medical treatment when they sought professional help. Uh, sorry, YouTube. You're going to get whatever you deserve on this one. And uh, hopefully YouTube isn't. Uh, Here's the problem. Uh, okay. She's working signed for a contract. contracting firm, <laughs> Calabra, and she probably signed a contracting firm with Calabra. And I'm sure YouTube has a 7,000-page legal agreement with Calabra for their contracting. Yes, as we've discussed before with what happened with Facebook and all of the contractors for moderation. Yes. Um Okay, big tech, you want to fix the freelance economy? Hire all of your content moderators. It is Hire extremely, it, it mm-hmm. is an extremely, uh, you know, it's, it, it's core to your business. It's 99% of your job. If you want to be just a platform, you have to be, you have to, be, you have to take care of what's on your platform. Yeah. So, you know, hire these people, treat them well, because these are the frontline workers for yeah. you. And they're, they, this job is not easy. It is a terrible job. It's a horrible And outsourcing job. it just makes you look like a bunch of fucking douchebags. Hmm. So, well, oh, wait, maybe they just are. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. There's, there <laughs> there's, is, that. You, there's Occam's razor here, you know? <laughs> are we trying to save money or are we just a bunch of douchebags? Oh, you know, <laughs> Yes, it's it's the douchebag conundrum. Uh, Anyway, so uh, this one's a weird one. Jeff Bezos is going to basically start taking your kids to school for you. Some kids, underserved kids. Underserved kids. Yes, and he's opening up Montessori-type schools and uh, where the child will be the customer. First off, Uh, as a parent. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. As a parent, I I do not want my child referred to as a customer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Way to way to like get that capitalism burned in their brain that you, sir, are a customer. No, 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 no. I uh, my kid is a student, not exactly. a customer. That is mm-hmm. the worst fucking branding I've ever heard in my life. It just reminds me. It reminds me of Tyler Durden in his speech at the bar. He's like, "What are we? We're consumers. Why do I know what a duvet is? Because I'm a consumer, <laughs> and your children are going to know. Oh." You know, Amazon paid for my education, so I, I I am a dutiful consumer and customer of Amazon. So yeah, get them young, brainwash them young. But uh, it's a yeah, horrible it's, idea. Absolutely, here's the thing. Idea. I mean, I, I I don't mind the look. I love the fact that he's considering throwing his money in and trying to help underserved kids. Uh, step away from it. I want this like yes. eight steps removed from Bezos. Just just provide the money. And let other people do all this stuff. And don't, don't, don't call the children customers. And also just to flash back to you really quickly, I know what a duvet is because I'm an adult and I'm classy, not because I'm a consumer. Yeah, because I like to have women over to my house sometime and, you know, they like to snuggle under a duvet. That's, that's how that works. Yes, you don't want a stained sheet. No, no, you don't. But you can get a new one on Amazon Basics really cheap. <laughs> All right, and p- pivoting over from Amazon to Walmart, we've all been scratching our heads trying to figure out why the hell Walmart wants in on TikTok. And mm-hmm. uh, it's led to a thousand different jokes, uh, many of which we've repeated here. And somebody thinks they've cracked the code over at Vox at, at oh, Recode. And okay. they have an article called Why Walmart Thinks TikTok is the Future of Its Business. And the TLDR on this one is... Uh, they're going to be the e-commerce fulfillment for TikTok, which will eventually try to sell shit on its platform. 
which will eventually drive away everybody that is there in the first place. Well, no, here's the thing. Look at look at your wife. Your wife finds ads on Instagram Mm -hmm. that she really likes and she buys things. Now, if your wife just happened to be on TikTok instead of Instagram, Walmart would be getting the money instead of Zuckerberg. But Instagram hasn't quite even cracked it yet. So Walmart may even have a point here because there's still very few instances where you can actually just click on something and buy it through Instagram. It's mostly just their ad sales are really, really well. Walmart is definitely going in hard on TikTok and that we're going to be straight up the platform. If, If you see an ad or if you see a post from an influencer, hashtag ad, nobody gives a shit about that anymore, and you click Click on it right away. It'll get, it's going to take you straight to our fulfillment centers, and we're going to and our e-commerce centers, and we're selling it to you immediately directly. Of course, we're who knows thirty percent to happen. <laughs> we'll give thirty percent to Tim Cook and, and Nick yeah, Cadre. Exactly. Um, or the workaround is it is to just actually open the ad in Safari, yes. and you're you're clear. Yeah. Um, and I have bought things off Instagram. I bought I bought a lot of stuff off Instagram actually, um, and especially after six Guinness. Especially after six Guinness. I've actually got something that I bought that'll be up in Apps and Doodads very shortly. <laughs> um, the thing about it, though, is the, the great part about these. Uh, I, I, I covered this this tip and trick long ago on the show. When, and what, as soon as Instagram started doing ads for like that anybody could, you know, sell stuff on. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, you click on the ad. You see how much it costs. You copy and paste the title of whatever it is. Put it into Amazon and you can get it for a third the price. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't know if Walmart has uh, engineered around that or not, but it is Walmart. So they do sell stuff pretty cheap anyway. Yeah, they're good at that. So I'm, I'm sure that'll work well. So it actually does kind of make a little bit of sense if TikTok was going to allow them to go ahead and do that, which if it's theoretically a U.S. company now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nepotism. Um <laughs> Google Maps has actually started to put out a new layer on their map to show you uh, uh, COVID-19 density to wherever you're going, which is, I think, pretty cool. Uh, It's not in mine yet. I I tried it. I don't have it yet. Yeah, uh, I tried to load it as well, and I'm curious about where they're mining that information from. since Johns Hopkins. Okay, good. But they're the only reliable ones left. Exactly. So you yeah. get it from Johns Hopkins, and then that, that's where you build your your data, and it's based on people per 100, like cases per 100,000, and it's color-coded and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think this is actually a pretty good little use of Google Maps. You know, it's like, okay, am I going into a hot zone? <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, we've kind of given up on the fact that people are staying at home because they aren't. So I, I suppose being well-informed is pretty good. Sturgis, not good. Sturgis was dumb. Sturgis was just dumb. (laughs) Okay, I think we can all agree Sturgis was dumb. Um, But, you know, around here, I don't know what you've seen lately, but uh, at least here in our little slice of Southern California, people are respecting the mask rule. You know, I go out all the time now because everybody is basically following the rules. People are walking around each other, staying far apart. I can tell you uh, exactly what it's like here because I'm in a community that people flock to on weekends. During the week, uh, locals, all good. Everything's Mm -hmm. good. People are wearing their masks. I have noticed that people have stopped crossing streets and things like that, but at least they mask up. So that's fair enough. And we're outdoors and, you know, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Uh, Weekends, total shit show. 
because that's oh, when course. everybody comes into town from from outside from other parts of LA. So and yeah. then not so much. Nobody's yeah, you nobody's get the wearing a mask. Coming in. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I would like them to uh, pay attention to these sorts of maps and you know be aware of like when you go to a when you go to a different place when you're going to go ahead and exercise your right and get around the get around the city and get around your state. Uh, mask up. It's nice. It's neat. It's yeah. neat. Uh, yeah, but I've definitely noticed that, uh, you know, d- during the day and during the week, you know, we all, you know, we all tip our hat and say, how do you do? And, and, you know, separate as we go. Granted, I have a separation device called a 120 pound Rottweiler that I'm out walking. So that people helps. are going to, people are going to move to the other side <laughs> of the street anyway. So I recommend if you can't get a mask, get a Rottweiler. Right. <laughs> but I think this was good. This is good on Google for this one. All right. Excellent. I've got some news about AI. Yes. Uh, GPT-3. Uh, the the GPT-2 was the so dangerous uh, uh, open source AI that we were not going to release it to the public. And then they turned around and did and started to license it. And then they release a newer version that's even better. And one can only assume more dangerous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we read the article on the show. So, yeah, yeah yes, we know we how did. dangerous it can be. Microsoft has announced that it is, and I'm scratching my head on this, exclusively licensed OpenAI's sophisticated GPT-3 language model that can generate disturbingly human-like text and applications ranging from commercial bots to creative writing. They've already invested $1 billion last year to become their exclusive cloud partners, and they will now get access to the language tech for itself and its for Azure cloud customers. So uh, they've also gained access to the source code that it could integrate into its own product. So prepare for a disturbing and terrifying Clippy. I am so, I'm so surprised that uh, Bezos didn't outbid them on this one because I'm a little uh, surprised as well, because this seems to be the the winning game in town right now, man, you put GPT three and the lady in the tube, and then you, you really are getting really close to Skynet. (laughs) Um, But the thing Uh, that has me scratching my head is, is that the article says exclusively licensed, but at the same time, OpenAI has said that others can continue to use the model. The deal has no impact on continued access to the GPT-3 model through OpenAI's API, and existing and future users of it will continue building applications with our API as usual, which so does not mean exclusively, exclusively licensed. licensed. <laughs> exactly. They keep using that word, but I don't think it means what they think it I, means. <laughs> I, I, spend, I think I, sometimes I think when we rebrand our show, it should just be words matter. Yeah, no, I I don't understand that one bit. I mean, granted, it'd be great if I could just spin up an Azure uh, instance and start using GPT-3, because that would be kind of fun. But uh, if I can just go to OpenAI and use it anyway, then yeah, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And you know what I've just figured out is my new mission in life is to start up a company in which I can uh, get a billion dollars of investment and provide exclusive rights to them while still letting everybody else use it. <laughs> Exactly. That that is my new uh, goal in life. Oh man, you know Elon really did a he he really did sell somebody a bill of goods when he invested in OpenAI because he really did. You know, a good chunk of that that money is going to him. Oh God, and it, it, it's just it's still um, it's a head scratcher because OpenAI is you know they're building these things and Elon Musk is the one that keeps saying AI is going to destroy the world, but he's investing in it and making it and making money on it. He who he who controls the spice controls the universe, Jason. <laughs> Yes, that's true. That is true. Oh, and uh, now this is over from The Verge, and I want to I want to 
caveat this was the the title of the article is Facebook is turning VR into a platform, but some indie developers fear its power. Um, I would just like to say Facebook is turning into Apple. That's that's what they could have done because this entire article is about uh, mainly this guy named Guy Godin who created an app for Oculus Rift called Virtual Desktop. Mm -hmm. And uh, what it lets you do is create a desktop in VR and uh, you can tie it to your PC, right? Right. Well, you know, Facebook says, well, that's kind of cool. We should do that. (laughs) And, you know, they're working on it. And uh, he's been kicked off the platform a couple times and comes back. And he's like, he says, every year at Oculus Connect, I'm crossing my fingers. Well, you know what, dude, just make some phone calls Get the Zuck on the horn and just just get hired by Facebook and liquidate because they're going to eat your lunch. So just do it and and get a job at Facebook if this is what you really want to do. Get inside Oculus and make good software because this is the Apple model. They find something they like and they just take it. They build it into the platform and Bob's your uncle. Well, I mean, this isn't exactly new for Facebook. Facebook has been doing this since day one. So now they're just doing it in this uh, particular arena. So. They've been doing it since they got pissed off at Snapchat. Yes. <laughs> That's really it. It's like, yeah. oh, well, Snapchat did this. Let's do that too. You know, yeah. after they bought Instagram, it was just basically a free for all. Oh, wait, Facebook actually is based on the model that MySpace did, Friendster did. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. They have actually been stealing everybody else's ideas since day one. Well, look, and, it's, it's and, a oh, long play. Not. It's a long play model as well, because eventually there's going to be sales done through VR. And uh, the whole point will be then Facebook will have their store and they'll take 30% of your sales. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hmm. Eh, that's okay. I I, I still want to try that new Oculus. It looks pretty sweet. (laughs) Although I've used mine for a total of like three hours since I got it because I've just been so damn busy. I'm just like, I got it when when business was down and I was really bored. And now business has kind of picked back up and I'm like, I don't have time to go play in virtual reality. I need to play in reality for a while because bills, (laughs) you know, but anyway, and this next one is, um, Brian, we're going to have, we're going to have a little chat about this one because I'm sure you have thoughts. I was going to stay away from this one. I was shocked. You put it in the notes. Okay. Facebook vows to restrict users. If us election descends into chaos, I would like to say, well, it already has. So what are they <laughs> restricting at this point? Uh, but yeah, they're saying that they're going to restrict the circulation of content on its platform if things go awry. And uh, do we really trust them to do no. anything properly? No. Uh, I mean, I have heard some grumbles and some rumbles, and I've seen some articles talking about how um, social media companies and uh, ad companies, web web ad companies in general, are going to put a kibosh on any political ads post-election, meaning, you know, say after November 3rd, as we all know it's going to happen, there will be a contested election. They're not going to take any political ads on either side. Um, oh, so Trump's rigged ads that he's been crafting will probably well, not the, air? <laughs> theoretically, that's 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 what people seem to be saying. And, and let's be honest, this is a partisan discussion. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be Biden's, com- <laughs> Biden's team running inflammatory false ads after the election. It's, it's going to be Trump's party. And uh, you, yep. you, they're already prepped. I mean, we all know that they're already ready. They're ready for this. They have ads ready to go. And all these companies are coming out and saying, okay, well, you know what? If this happens, we're, we're not going to run any political ads post-election day. Good. I would like to, uh, I would like to point out that the flaw in this plan, hmm. um, you're going to take away 
the power to the person who loses in this, which would which will, well, it, it loses in the public court of opinion, which is probably going to be Biden. He's going to be the you know the subject of most of the ads. It gives it takes away his power to retort because the president of the United States already has a megaphone with the White House briefing room and the the mainstream media. So I think that this might be kind of a backfire situation here. Well, I mean, I, you might have a Ralph we, Nader yes, yes thing or no. going on. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the president is is increasingly calling out the mainstream media. So if the mainstream media is lying, uh, he can't use the mainstream media as his megaphone because they'll probably okay, be... Fox News, come on. Okay, okay Fox <laughs> Well, you can't stop Fox News unless you just, you know... <laughs> got nothing there that won't get me in significant exactly. legal trouble. We can't say um, anything that will not have <laughs> black helicopters showing up at our house in about 25 minutes. Uh, so, yeah. I, I think shutting the, shutting this down will actually have a beneficial effect. I, I really do. I think, um, and I don't care. It doesn't matter to me uh, who wins. Well, yes, it does. I, what I'm what I'm saying is, I want an accurate count, and I want a real. Uh, I want a real real judgment of what's happening and I'm willing to take my time and and not listen to it what I would like is is a is a, is a pledge not just from social media companies I would like a pledge from all media outlets to yep. be fair and balanced and count things as they come in do not speculate do not bring up your accurate cast bullshit um do not run 24/7 coverage where you're breathlessly talking about every single ballot found stuffed in the ass of some fucking Barney the dinosaur <laughs> Character somewhere, which is what we're going to get. I, I, I want the I want the media to to take a pledge to fucking chill. Like it's not going to happen, though. No, it's not going to happen. So I, yeah. I think it's a good move that 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 the social media companies are talking about this. I don't. It'd be nice well, if mean, they were doing it ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let's but just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Putin is just licking his chops right now. Let's just be honest with that. He's just like, yes. Yeah, it's going to be a goddamn mess, but, you know, here we are. So it is what well, it is. You're, it's, you're getting out, so good for you. Yeah, uh, I am. You have, a, for, you have a guest room, right? Uh, four floors, kid, is, man. Is, four floors. Is, is your kid allergic to dogs? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, no, my kid isn't, but my wife is. So Damn it. Well, we can, we can, we got a garage. You can move into the garage. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Grumpy old geek studio North. (laughs) So to, uh, to pivot away from the political discussion and just to the stupid, we have been drinking. I would like to preface. Uh, there was one site yet that hadn't launched onto, uh, stories and all that sort of stuff, but they found it. Pinterest. Oh God! Pinterest. They, is found, a, they up found a new way to break copyright law and steal other people's images, right? Exactly. Pinterest is stepping up its efforts to lure influencers to its platform with a new set of Instagram-like features. They have introduced two new features for creators who want to have more permanent presence on their platform: story pins, which is its version of stories, and creator profiles, which allow influencers to show off their work. Story pins, which is now available to a select group of creators, looks a lot like stories on other platforms. Shocking. So photos and vertical videos with overlay text, (laughs) voiceover narration. Uh, These do not link back to need to link back to an outside website because, of course, they're trying to push stuff on Pinterest itself, which is stolen and copywritten and blah, 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 blah. Uh, Brian, I would like to ask you one one simple question. Mm. Have you ever heard of a Pinterest influencer? No. Exactly. That's my point. Actually, that's <laughs> like, not true. I have to say that's not true. I, 
sure they're not they're not big and they don't make the cultural zeitgeist like instagram and things of that nature but certainly like i i mean i know people that are really into baking and then they follow certain people's pin, uh, pin boards and things of that nature, a uh, sewing. And, um, you know what I found actually, I find myself on Pinterest a lot these days, sadly. And of course it's mostly written and stolen material. Fucker. Well, look, I'm looking for, I'm looking for print out, uh, a coloring pages for my kid to keep him occupied during the day, because sometimes you just need a fucking half hour and there's nothing like he's totally into the planets. I'll print out like seven different planets and then he can color them in and it buys me a half an hour. And they're all on Pinterest, all of them. And they're all oh, stolen man. from somewhere else where you would actually have to pay for them. So be it. I need my sanity. I'm a coloring book. I'm a coloring book. <laughs> so I think that there certainly are, to some degree, influencers on Pinterest. There are people that have created great collections of things in certain zeitgeists, uh, dressmaking. But are they, are they making money, though? No, of course like, not. That's what I'm How saying. Could they they, be? So They're stealing other people's content. How could they be making money? That's what I'm that's what I'm asking, because influencers yeah. on TikTok and Instagram, these people get like hundreds of thousands of dollars for their ads, you know, when they when they pimp a product. So I'm just wondering if there is a, you know, an analog to that, to what's going on on Pinterest. No, so. but obviously that's what they're trying to build over there because they realize <laughs> Pinterest <laughs> makes all the money. Never mind. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah, <laughs> that's there you what's go. going on there. We got to we got to be like everybody else now. I can't wait for LinkedIn stories. Are they already there? Are they there already? Yeah, they are. Oh. They, I think they launched this week. Shit, man, we gotta go. We gotta go make one, and where we pretend we've gotten fired and we're escorted out by security with our cardboard box, and then we just say, "I need a job." <laughs> yep, we're on it. We're on it. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete Me. Delete Me scours the internet, finding and removing you and your family's personal data from hundreds of data broker websites. And they don't just do it once, they monitor your information to ensure that it stays private. I signed up and provided the specifics on what I wanted to go, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me in the loop with regular updates, showing exactly where my info was popping up and confirming when it was removed. Seeing how dedicated they are to protecting my privacy is a relief. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now available at a special discount for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeleteme.com slash G-O-G and use promo code G-O-G at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash G-O-G and enter code G-O-G at checkout. 
One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouth-watering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, Factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factors chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Security? Ha! We're joined again this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast and is also the co-host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy, as well as surveillance and privacy. How's uh, fall treating you there, Dave? Summer's remember, gone. Uh, <laughs> remember, remember the great mood I was in last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was actually going to write you, uh, because not, it was only a few hours later, really. <laughs> Well, then, uh, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died yep. that night, which mm-hmm. made me think, like, this is what I get for expressing <laughs> publicly that I was in a good mood. So, Well, <laughs> I actually had to edit the outro for the show because the first thing I said was, well, nobody important died this week, so I guess we got no shout outs. And then immediately uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I took that out because I don't want to get blamed for that one again. We're, <laughs> no, we're still already on the hook for David Bowie. <laughs> Yeah, it's hubris, right? Hubris yes. gets you every single time. It's yes, you just, taunted the universe and the universe laughed in your face, Dave. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go with neutral. Neutral. <laughs> just sending that out to the, to the universe. We take the good, we take the bad, right? Take it all yeah. and 
There you yeah, have. The... <laughs> like half of our listeners have no fucking clue what we were just saying. <laughs> no, but the other half are doubled over laughing. So oh, I'm sure they go. are. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got a little news, but uh, first I want to mention that there will be no security segment next week because we're doing one show next week. So uh, everybody, get uh, get your Dave fix in right now because uh, he gets the day off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Give you a day of rest, Dave. I don't know what I'll do with all that free time. Yeah. Start a new podcast. <laughs> See, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, shh, shh, shh. Someone might hear you. Uh, the dulcet tones of the geese of Baltimore. That's what <laughs> have that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were talking about uh, over on Caveat, we were talking about um, helicopters, which is something mm. we've talked about here. And for me, how anxiety-inducing they are, the, the brief period of time when I worked in Baltimore City where there are always helicopters overhead, and I hated it. And I actually heard from a listener who said that uh, he was a former so- soldier who spent time in Afghanistan, and for him, helicopters were – like they would put him to sleep at night because he knew if there were helicopters overhead, he was much safer, which right. I thought was interesting. Huh. As long as as long as it's their helicopters, not yeah. the other. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But you know, he had a a pleasant association, a comforting association with overhead helicopters. Which uh, I I've born and bred in L.A., um, so it's pretty. I'm pretty used to it too. It's not something that ever really bothers me. the The only time I get freaked out is when I hear them coming in super low. And then it's like, mm. oh boy, that means something's happening right, <laughs> right outside, right? And you hear the music. What's funny? I I mentioned this on a show not too long ago. Uh, we're in the flight path for our, um, this uh, military base up north, like a little south of San Francisco, and they've been moving Cobra helicopters and Blackhawks from the base up north down to uh, a little south of L.A. and hmm. the flight path is right over my house. There is nothing like eight Cobra attack helicopters <laughs> flying above your house at about 110 feet to wake you the hell up. Yeah, they, they go right off the coast past me as well. So they, they kind of uh, they go over both of our houses, Jason. So it's always yeah. a little bit, uh, you know, I can tell like if I'm doing a bike ride, all of a sudden everybody turns around and stares out to the ocean and I look over there and there's just like, it looks like an invasion. It's like Red Dawn. It really is. It really is. And those things, I mean, it's, it's not like Blue Thunder where they have whisper mode. These things are loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are very loud, very intimidating. And I mean, I can see the face of the pilot. These things are that low. And it's like, man, I would not want to see one of those things coming at me. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, a well-armed militia is going to take care of everything. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. We've got dr- Drones, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. I saw this one this week and I thought it was pretty interesting. 179 arrested in massive global dark web takedown. Mm -hmm. And uh, this goes back to something we've talked about with the old dark web. When the government uh, takes over one of these, you know, dark web websites. This one uh, was the Wall Street market and it was seized by the German police. But we've had the Silk Road and Alpha Bay Mm -hmm. here in the, the U.S. for takedowns. And then they just sit there and they watch. They wait. They gather intel. And then they collect their big data. Yes, they do collect their big data. And when you're least expecting it, boom, they come and get you. And yeah. uh, for the German police, this was a good one because they actually got to the actual server for the Wall Street market and could go back through the database and just start tracking everybody. 
and it's pretty cool because since they're you know that's their purview out out you know a lot of these people are outside of their jurisdiction so they put together little packets of information saying hey guys would you like to know what's going on in your neck of the woods? Here you go. <laughs> uh, so they were, you know, they were very friendly with other law enforcement agencies and sent out uh, these info packets, and people have been moving on them. And uh, I, my one of my favorite ones is uh, this one's from Ohio. It was a group called Pill Cosby, <laughs> which oh you got to give them points for creativity on that one. Uh, it's a beautiful name. It's very, very <laughs> old school, very dial-up modem. <laughs> Come up yeah. with something topical, and <laughs> yes, yeah. that is true. Very nice. Yeah, and those guys were—they uh, were charged with mailing out over a million pills laced with fentanyl. A million—that's wow. a lot. You know, normally That's- I'm fine with like you know, let's let's legalize drugs. It's all good. It's good for the the common good. But you know, fentanyl is evil, and uh, people like sending out counterfeit drugs that basically kill people you know take these guys down more the, the more the merrier get them off the streets so i mm-hmm. thought this was a good story i thought this was a good use of our taxpayer money well and good to see the international police playing well with each other you know what i mean like uh, the german police going ahead and hey we're gonna help you all out here's what we found go mm-hmm. get them so yeah i agree and i it's always impressive when the word of these global takedowns is released and and you see the the massive amount of coordination because it all has to happen at once because of course communication over the internet is instantaneous Mm -hmm. um so to to be able to pull something like this off uh when they're able to grab nab people around the world in in this sort of way is is pretty interesting and then also of course you know it it puts everybody on edge and and makes them think twice about uh, the markets that they're using, which uh, is part of what they're out to do here as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scare the crap out of the idiots, you know. <laughs> That's about it. But it doesn't seem to stop them, you know. I, I like this. They say, uh, but even if law enforcement is playing an eternal game of whack-a-mole, it's at least gotten extremely proficient at the whacking part. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's a good thing because as we've talked about a lot of times, we, we know criminals are inherently lazy. So uh, maybe the moling will be going slower than the whacking, and that's the only way to get ahead of the game here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but there is yeah, a lot of I, money in it, so there will still be I, moles. I, I agree. There, yeah, wherever there's a market, there's going to be people to fill it, but – I think is that general disassociation that happens where uh, – and this has happened I think as long as computers have had modems where you, you feel safe behind your computer screen and somehow di- you know disconnected from the bad things you may be doing you know, back mm-hmm. from the, even the days of phone freaking and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's, so it's definitely actually, you, you feel one step removed. It's not like you're running down to the local park uh, to, to score your weed. That's That's visceral and you know you're doing something wrong. Or at least right. you used to be doing something wrong. It's legal now. If you're going to a park to get your weed in California, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a 7-Eleven for mine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's a general – I mean that – that uh, if you take it one step further just to something that isn't really illegal, but that that's what facilitates trolling and, and the horrible online congress and mm. conversations that we ha- have these days because you, you come up with a name like Pill Cosby and you sit behind your monitor and you feel like you're not – connected to yourself anymore one of the only good things in my opinion that facebook ever did was forcing real names Mm. Mm -hmm. it's interesting though i you know when i got into computers long ago i thought about the whole hacking thing but then i kind of knew how the networks worked and i knew that they can catch you 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's you know there's no silver bullet for uh, hiding yourself online. If they want to get you, they can get you. That's why I always stayed on the the path of the straight and narrow. At least Mostly. when it came to at least when it came to computers. <laughs> when it came to computers, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no it's, it's a good story. It's though. a good one. It is a good story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's a bad story for you. (laughs) Balance it out. (laughs) Shopify says two support staff stole customer data from sellers. Rogue members of its support team stole customer data from at least 100 merchants. Oopsie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, like you were just saying, uh, you're going to get caught. There will be a trail. And uh, so even if you're on the inside, it it certainly facilitates the process of of stealing and doing things of that nature. But um, everything is tracked. You're going to mm-hmm. get caught, and uh, I'm glad they caught these people. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, and yeah. if you're on the inside, it's even easier to get caught because they have monitoring in place. Or at least they should if they're worth their salt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, looking at you, Twitter. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? Back in the day when I was in college, so that would have been the very late 80s and the very early 90s, um, I had a part-time job working at Radio Shack. I know, write your own joke. So, um, but I, I enjoyed that job very much. But um, this was. Did back you in really the day. need to have my address every time I bought a battery? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> How else were we going to sell, send you our sale flyers? How else would you know that uh, Minimus 7 speakers were on sale this week? 50% off. Right. Um, so, we had a coworker who was gathering up credit card um, uh, receipts, not the receipts, the uh, – what's, what's the, the – The carbons? The, paper with the ink carbon. carbons. Thank you yes. very much. Boy, I haven't said that word in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I worked at a bookstore. I, I, yeah. I, I had a shady coworker that was doing something very similar. I worked yeah, at Kinko's so. and I was that shady coworker. <laughs> <laughs> you can always count on you, Jason. <laughs> Somebody had to pay that AOL bill. It wasn't going to be me. <laughs> yeah. So we. This was in the time before they started making the carbons, where they would sort of semi self destruct when you. Be, and it was in response to this. So we had a coworker who was gathering up the carbons from the trash, and then was using them to. You know, buy things. Who knows what? But right. at some point, uh, law enforcement—I think it was the FBI—but I don't remember. Um, you know, came to the store and wanted to speak to a manager, and went back and coordinate. You know, figured out who was scheduled when, and when did the customers were there, and we, which customer bought what, and which uh, person in the store helped out that customer. And that person was uh, not long. Well, certainly was not longer in our store, but uh, I believe also did a little bit of time. Ooh, yep. I got there lucky you go. then. <laughs> yeah, you did, well, yeah. actually. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it was this person's first uh, run-in with the, uh, okay. the, the boys in blue. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I would uh, I would always get mine from a different shift. Uh, always get it from a different shift. Never get it from the time you're actually working. And I only used it because you needed a credit card to do the AOL free trial. You know, you'd get 30 hours on the Here disc. Here comes but the you justifications. Had, you had to put in the credit card, and I never used it past the 30 days. No. So, But you needed credit card. Numbers. <laughs> oh, 
Well, I mean, why, why, why try and why try and risk it when you can just cancel it at you know hour twenty nine and mm-hmm. not have not have their card get dinged for it? So mm, right. there's, there, I mean, there there are ways to get around things. But uh, so yeah. crooks are lazy and stupid. But Jason was hardworking, hardworking and, and ethically <laughs> crooked. Right, I was an right. ethical criminal. That's right. <laughs> One of Michael Jackson's least known songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Uh, anyways, uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about di- uh, data collection and how basically this is the way we've decided our internet is going to go. And instead of paying for things, we will just let them take all of our data so they can send us ads uniquely targeted to us, which are so helpful and make <laughs> our lives better. Just like uh, Radio Shack. Just like Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a new thing out there uh, uh, called uh, The Markup. It's a nonprofit investigative news site, and they've released a new tool called Blacklight, which is designed to present all of the information from any website that you visit to figure out exactly how they're tracking you, who's tracking you, and who's getting the information. Now, this isn't something real-time, which we're starting to see browsers roll out, but uh, you go to Blacklight's site, you enter in the website that you would like, they scan the site, and then they show you exactly how many trackers on it, what they do, and who they're potentially sending your data to, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Transparency that I'm sure they're not, and most websites are not thrilled about. Yeah. I was looking into this earlier this week. I, first of all, it's a really interesting tool. Everybody should go check it out. It's fun to play with. Um, but the other thing about this is if that you're someone who is in charge of a website and who isn't these days, um, <laughs> you should go put your own website through it to see if you're not inadvertently sharing information. Because as the folks who built this point out, if you're using, for example, the free version of Discus, there are all kinds of tracking tools that are piggybacked onto that to, to sell ads. Yes. If you have I, Facebook links, you know, there's all kinds of things. So it, it, is, it is probably more likely than not that you may ha- have some of these tracking tools have their tentacles into you that you may not even be aware of. Yes, especially if you as a company have gone cheap and decided to use free versions of everything. Right. To build your site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, it's a cool tool. Yeah. And I would like to uh, just tell you right now, I just scanned GOG.show. No ad trackers found on the site. Zero third-party cookies. Tracking that evades blocking cookies was not found. Session recording services not found. We did not find this website capturing keystrokes. Facebook pixel not found on this website. And Google Analytics remarketing audiences feature not found. So you are safe to go to GOG.show slash 475 for the show notes for this episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least there's one place on the web that's still pure that no that's one right. would have thought. <laughs> Who would have thunk? It's GOG. That's right. It says no ad tech companies were found on this website. That's right. Because we're stupid and we don't monetize properly. I know. <laughs> I was about to say this could explain why we don't make any money and have no <laughs> listeners. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I'm sure you guys have seen the Amazon announcements for all their cool toys that came out this week. I I use the word cool uh, very facetiously. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there is one that I actually thought was 
pretty decent. And that's uh, Ring's traffic stop feature on its new dash cam that mm-hmm. they're going to be they're going to sell for two hundred dollars, which you can probably buy for a hell of a lot cheaper somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is basically a camera that you like put on your dashboard, and one camera faces out, one camera faces in. And if you're getting pulled over, you can say, "Hey, lady in my car, I'm getting pulled over by the popo. Start recording." And it will then start pushing audio and video up to the cloud. I I found it very interesting that they decided to promote that quite as heavily as they are, given their hand-in-hand relationship with the police for their ring cameras. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting? That's right. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, yes. Here, have some data over here. And over here, just stop being nasty to people. (laughs) Okay, let's see what we can do here. Um, Now, there are a lot of privacy concerns about this, because if you're, say, in a state like California, which is a two-party consent state how does this work you know do we have to put stickers on the window oh well that doesn't work because you have to roll down your window when the popo pulls up and tries to you know ask for your license and uh registration and insurance card you don't you don't roll down your back window you would just put it there that's what i mean so everybody's gonna have to to you know put stickers everywhere saying you are Hmm. being recorded I'm pretty sure – well, first of all, I'm pretty sure – I know for a fact that here in Maryland, which is also a two-party consent state, that that does not apply to the police. So if uh, you know the police pull you over and you record them, they, they cannot come after you for wiretapping. Forgot um, about that. Good point. <laughs> yeah. And, and somebody – I mean the reason I know that is because somebody tried it. I, we may have even talked about that on the show a couple of years ago. There was a guy who uh, – Guy was being an absolute jerk on his motorcycle out on like Route yes. 95 or something. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I totally remember up, that. Yeah, cop came up and pulled a gun on him, and so, but he had a, a GoPro on his helmet. He published the video footage, and in retaliation, the police tried to come after him for the wiretapping laws, saying that he didn't. It wasn't two party consent. Yeah, because there was audio on. There was audio on the video. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Mar- I, think, I believe it was Maryland's attorney general, or you know, someone high up in law enforcement in Maryland said, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice try, gentlemen, but no, 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 no. Put it back in your pants, Barney Fife. This is going to yeah. court. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but uh, you know, it's that is something that um, that Ben Yellen and I have talked about over on Caveat is if you have these devices in your home, if you have these devices in your in your car, for example, if you have a dash cam in your car and it's always recording audio, do you need to have some kind of warning for the passengers in your car that they are going to be recorded? Yeah, think? I think you do. I think you would. I mean, the, you know, the argument is, of course, it's your own home, it's your own space or whatever, but this is a different world now. It's not like, I mean, you know, you, you can record 4K video and pristine audio of anybody that comes into any property you own now with, with them having no idea. I mean, the cameras are so small now, you can really hide them and nobody would right. ever know. And that's right. kind of weird. This actually well, begs the question about Uber and Uber drivers recording video and audio when you get in a car. I was never, you know, told that, you know, this this ride was going to be recorded, but if they're recording my audio in California, are they outside the scope of the law? Well, I know for example, um with um uh Airbnb, mm-hmm. uh that there've been issues with that because uh I am allowed to videotape you in my house. That is 
legal. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you are a guest in my house, which you are when you're renting Airbnb, I am allowed to videotape you when you are a guest in my house. Right. Uh, even though, you know, it's against Airbnb's terms of service, but there's nothing illegal about me making a recording of you when you're inside of my house. So I don't know how that extends to the car, but uh, I'll ask Ben about it. Yeah, yeah that's – yeah, yeah. Get, get Ben yelling on the horn because uh, <laughs> I want to know about this one. Do you remember the story? One of my favorite stories was the guy in Arizona who found uh, the security camera in the Airbnb he was staying at. And then he took the camera and took it to the police station and said, this guy's recording me. And then they arrested him for stealing the camera because it wasn't actually <laughs> oh, his property. Uh, yeah, that was a fun one. to injury. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is going to be an interesting, uh, interesting little device. I just hate rings so much. I would like one of these, but because um, you know we have a, a, a problem with people breaking into our cars here. All in you know around my neighborhood, people's cars get broken into all the time. It well, would be great Jason, to have these uh, things. You probably shouldn't even bother because given Ring's track record with the cameras, the camera wouldn't turn it on and start work. recording until <laughs> yeah. after the person is left with your stereo. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It All will show the window shattering gone. and then yeah. that's it. <laughs> right. Right. It'll trigger with the sound of the jack coming down and them running away. <laughs> yeah. Um or, or it'll show the ring camera in their pocket as they run away and they take the camera with them. <laughs> you just hear it rustling. Yeah. Exactly. How different is this than all those ones, the cheap ones you see in every taxi cab and every Uber and all that sort of thing? Couldn't you just buy one of those? Those record locally usually. They don't, they don't send so it to the, the cloud. It's the cloud recording that, that, uh, that you're interested in. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the way we got around it here was when we want to, you know, if we thought that they were in the neighborhood that night, I take my, um, the Logitech Circle cameras, those work on, they, they kind of have a rechargeable battery built into them, but mm-hmm. the actual power cord, when you put it on the base is USB. So I would put one of those on the dashboard and plug in a USB power brick and let it sit there and, and record that way. Mm. And it, it, you yep. could get a good 12 hours out of, out of a charge on it. But uh, right. at least that was going up to the cloud all the time. And, of course, the you know 15 to 20 times I did it, nobody broke in. But don't know if that's because maybe they saw the camera sitting on the dashboard because, you know, the, there's the lights on the camera that show that it's doing the night vision. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. And there there are other devices for dash cams that are designed, you know, the backup batteries for dash cams that are designed for that. And they specifically, they use a different kind of um, lithium battery. I want to say like a lithium polymer or something that is uh, much more um, able to handle the temperature differentials in cars and, and that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. So they exist. They're not cheap, but um, they're out there. If you want to, if there's something you want to hardwire in, those are available. That's cool. Yeah, I think with this, though, um, right after these come out and we figure out what the sticker looks like that you're supposed to put on your car. Uh, Just put on the sticker. Go, you put the sticker on. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much it. You don't it. even need the camera. <laughs> yeah. You don't I need mean, the camera. You need the sticker. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. This house is protected by a Radio Shack security system. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you break thing in, is- you will get mailings the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, my dad used to sell West Tech security systems, and that's what he, he you know, when people couldn't afford the, the security systems he was selling, he would just give them a couple stickers and say, here, just put these on your door. It's just as good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. 
Yep. Cool. And uh, finally, I just uh, I found a really interesting infographic for the security world for uh, those of those people out there that still aren't using a password manager or anything of that nature. Now, the data here was sourced from HowSecureIsMyPassword.net. Uh, you can see the graphic over at GOG.show where you will not be tracked and we will not monetize you at all because we are morons. But that's the deal. <laughs> Uh, it is time it takes for a hacker to brute force your password, and it goes from four to 18 characters, uh, numbers only, lowercase letters, upper and lowercase letters, numbers, upper and lowercase letters, numbers, upper and lowercase letters, and symbols. And as uh, somebody pointed out, the caveat here is there is no rate limit being considered on this particular mm -hmm. graphic. So if a website is smart enough to say, you've tried 17 passwords in one minute, we're going to shut your account down for an hour. Uh, this does not apply, but you know, a lot of sites don't bother with that. So I guess it still applies. Uh, it is fascinating how quickly people can hack into something. And then you can get to something where there's a seven quadrillion years before they could hack it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot, I think um, this is if you're, you know, the, the rate limiting is if you're using the, the password form, but if you have the, the hash table from the passwords from the database and you want to run it against the hash table and try and get in, I think that's probably what these numbers reflect for instantly mm -hmm. and 25, you know, because if you have that, then there is no rate limit and you just, you just run a brute force attack on it and right. see what comes back. Um, but yeah, I trying to do this onto an actual website would, wouldn't be uh, that feasible because even, even if you're, the rate limits off, you're going to kill the server. <laughs> right, you're practically DDoSing them. Yep. Yeah. Not yeah. practically, you are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think charts like this are really helpful for kind of showing your friends and family. Yeah, yes. To say, okay, look, here it is. Mm -hmm. So how long, how many characters is your password and how complex in it is it? Because, it, okay, two minutes we're in and, and it can really open people's eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. again, it's like, you know, it's one thing if you're using it for Domino's Pizza and you don't have your credit card stored in there, but anything with your credit card stored, if you're not using a very strong password, you are uh, dumb. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of rate limiting, something I've been thinking about is uh, how to rate limit Halloween candy this year because uh, there, I, I suspect we're still going to get some kids coming around trick or treating and I don't want to interact with them because of covid of course mm -hmm. um, but i still would like to have them able to get candy and of course i can't just leave a bowl out on the front porch because then some kid like jason's going to come along and he's just going <laughs> to dump the entire thing of candy into his bag and off he goes so i've been thinking about is there some way that you could have a button that you press and a piece of candy falls out of the sky you know <laughs> well you have a drone you have a drone, you so you can put the candy, candy on the drone. drone, so you can just I, drop that. I was thinking a candy trebuchet, so you can sit on the porch and uh, just yep. basically fling the candy at them and make the little buggers do some work to, uh, to catch well, it. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what a friend of mine up in Seattle has done. Uh, he's pretty crafty, and he was dealing with this as well, because as we all know, Halloween is going to mostly be canceled. Nobody's going door to door, and if they do, right. you want to stay socially distanced. He built um, a giant, like, alien-looking creature that will sit on his doorstep and uh he can actually uh and it's got a big long tube like it so it goes downstairs big long tube that ends in like a, a bowl and when kids come up he's going to basically fire candy out of the alien's mouth that will then go straight down to the tube six feet away where they can get their candy <laughs> ah, i love it it's pretty cool i love it 
pretty cool. I gotta find the picture of it and put it in the show notes. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I just need to find myself a long tube. And a vomiting alien. (laughs) No, you build whatever you want. Go Star Wars style. Make it a giant lightsaber that you slide candy down. Oh, see, now you're talking my language. I figured I was. This is good. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, so nothing next week. So I'll see you guys in a couple weeks, right? Yep. See you in a couple exactly. weeks. Enjoy right, your time off. Safe. I will. Ups and doodads. Ryan, my new laptop arrived. I thought you were broke. 16 inches of beauty. Well, I was broke and I paid off all my credit cards and then my, my credit score dropped 30% or 30 points. And everybody's like, oh, you need to keep at least 9% on the balance books to keep your credit score up. And I'm thinking, oh, well, I don't really need to keep my credit score up. But then guess what? I have an Apple credit card and they're charging 0% interest for a year for a new MacBook Pro. So why the fuck not? Do not take <laughs> so, financial advice from Jason. Oh, God, no. Oh, definitely. <laughs> God, no. This is, I, I am the worst. I am the, I think that there's a reason uh, was it mrs shiny side called me jason dispendy poo mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> and who was shitting uh, on me earlier for not upgrading my apple watch that's only two uh, years old well see <laughs> that don't take <laughs> don't take advice from me brian brian is <laughs> he's he's you know <laughs> practicing what he preaches uh but man this thing is big the funny thing is it feels big but it is exactly the same size as my 2015 uh 15 inch mm-hmm. but it's just it it's it it kind of sucks. I gotta say, it kind of sucks because the trackpad on this thing is almost the entire bottom of the laptop. Right, and I'm like, this is just like half my figure. It doesn't work. It doesn't work right. And that stupid touch bar, God, filthy kid toucher bar is what they should call it. Because God, you get <laughs> you get butt raped all the time when you just like roll your fingers across it and it opens up 17 new documents and sends off emails you're not supposed to uh my wife's but, had uh, the uh that touch bar for about two years now she hated it the first year and now she loves it so i think you'll eventually come around to it yeah i'm sure i will but i'm used to being able to rest my fingers on the function keys without anything you know happening <laughs> and uh that's not how it's story works, of your life actually <laughs> yes Yes, I put my fingers on. You put it your fingers on the function keys, and they don't work. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It is the story of my life. Uh, but uh, so I, I spent the last several days getting it set up, and uh, it's a sad day because this is the last show that we're going to do with my trusty PreSonus Studio One Ninety Two. Because I'm going to move over to the laptop, and I'm going to move to the Mix Pre Six. Uh, which is, you know, a beautiful interface, but I've used this interface for five years now for this show. Yeah. And, uh, I used I'm one for a couple of years, but, uh, I, dude, the mix pre six is small. It's very convenient and handy. It's beautiful. You'll be fine. It, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I know it is. That's the, th- that's the thing it's, it, but and also the sound quality is just, the, it's buttery. Mm-hmm. It's so buttery. Those preamps are so good. Link in the show notes for that. <laughs> Go buy it from Ad- our friends at Adorama because it is the best thing ever. I actually bought a Mix Pre 10 for my uh, new client and I can't wait to play with it. Oh, but uh, anyway, back to it. Um, it's been fun setting up a new laptop. I got to say it's very Zen-like. It's very yeah, Zen. I just don't have do the that. time for that shit anymore. I, I get pissed off. Um, oh, you know, it, well, it's it's having a four year old. You know, I like. Mm. I would love to sit and play around with a new laptop, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I would start working on it, and then I'd have a kid smacking keys and deleting things, and I just don't have the time for that kind of stuff right now in my life. 
Maybe yeah. in a couple more years on this show, I can start talking about like getting new tech and setting it all up. But right now, it's like plug and play or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you really think we're going to do this for a few more years? <laughs> not not, a, not at our optimist. numbers right now. <laughs> not at our numbers. That's right. I have to do it at night because the dogs like to come over and, you know, we have a new puppy who's a dribbler. So I can't let her anywhere near it. So I can't, can't be working on it during the day. But at night, I'll like, you know, watch some TV and get it set up. And it's just, it is for me very... It's very cathartic and very zen-like, and it's just like, ah, oh, it's just nice to have a new machine. And I got to say, they fixed the keyboard. That's Good. the main point of this is they fixed the keyboard. No more butterfly? Oh, God, no. Th this keyboard feels great. It feels great. So I did a little side-by-side -side test, like typing on the, the 2015 and then typing on this. And it, it does have a shorter throw for the keys, which is okay. That's fine. Um, but it's not that stupid butterfly keyboard, which mm -hmm. is just garbage. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, I got the, I got the 16 inch, 32 gig of RAM, two terabyte SSD, which was, you know, uh, more than I wanted to pay for eight gigabyte, uh, graphics card. So that's why I'm set. I'm, I'm getting rid of the PreSonus, my iMac, the whole nine yards. I'm selling all this stuff to, frankly pay for it and uh it's going to be my new machine so I'm, I'm kind of excited it's the first computer i've bought in like four or five years i'm sure if we went through the shows we would find out that's not true well no 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 it's the first major computer i did buy i did buy the uh, the new air a while ago um but i'm going to sell that too because i just don't need it you also bought a mac mini uh, uh that i sold already that's well, gone but you bought it well, I bought it and I sold it because it it, it, it didn't do the job. I thought it was going to do the job. Okay. So right. okay. if it doesn't do the job, then I get rid of it, you know? Okay. So I'm just, I was, I've been working my way back to you, babe, as it were, with trying to find the right tech. Uh, but, uh, oh my God, it's nice. It's so nice. Anyway, let's talk about, let's talk about Amazon. And uh, I think we have these, uh, these out of order here. I think you should take this away about everything that Amazon announced this week. Okay, I will announce everything except for the thing that you put in the show notes, which is the one I really want to talk about. Uh, okay. But I am excited about some of these things. So we have a new Echo, which is a new uh, round look. Uh, Didn't you just buy one last week? I did just buy one last week. I actually <laughs> don't like the new round look, so I'm glad I did because I like okay, the little squat cube. Uh, there's yeah. a new dot and a dot clock. Uh, both will come in round shapes as well. The fabric finishes are nice. Uh, apparently, there's a new one with three different colors, charcoal, glacier, white, and twilight blue. Now, I have a charcoal, so obviously, they there was some crossover there, and the charcoal is nice. I really do like it, so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very good-looking device. Uh, they have many of the smart hub features of the uh, the plus, which is what I just got, as well as compatibility with Amazon Sidewalk, the thing we don't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, that, that weird thing. Yeah. yeah. So the price is the same. And again, I will recommend the, the buyback program because if you send something in now, you'll get a semi-decent price for it, but you get 25% off the new thing, which is nice. So okay. Can't beat that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Post-consumer recyclable fabric. Blah, blah. <laughs> Other shit. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of stuff about pledging to be like, you know, uh, eco-friendly. Eco-friendly. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they will apparently, even the dot will have better sound quality with a 1.6-inch front firing speaker. I will believe it when I see it. I was going to say, I, I believe it when I hear that I'm, one, I'm yeah. never going to own a dot because I actually like sound quality. That's pretty important to me. That's, uh, why, they were, that's why that bag of you know echoes i gave you that there were so many dots in there because they're just garbage yeah they're just garbage and i seriously doubt the new ones are any better uh mm -hmm. the the new eros we have an eros 6 and the Eero pro 6 so the Eero 6 will be the slightly dome model while the Eero pro 6 has a slightly square shape 
that's about all we know about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I see the um, the Eero Pro Six. I'm actually looking forward to the one thing that you couldn't tell from the announcement is if they're going to be beacons for the Pro Six. Um, cause I've got, I mean, my current setup is I've got an Eero, like I've got two of the big Eero routers, one where the, uh, the actual cable modem is. And then I've got right. three, I've got three, uh, beacons inside the house. And then in my studio, I've got another one of the big Eero routers. And then everything in my studio is etherneted into that, right. which actually gave me a like 35% signal boost. Yeah. So, and I didn't see much that. when I looked through the specs that would make me think that I need to get a new Eero. But if you are, if you don't have an Eero yet and you want one, it's probably a good thing that yeah, you know, yeah. They, they are a little bit better. But I, I wouldn't personally replace if you already had one. Just yeah, there's me. no reason to replace so, it. Yeah, uh, we're getting a new uh, show. And I love the show. And this one has a smart follow camera <laughs> similar to Facebook's portal. I'm not too thrilled about that. Dude, it's um, creepy. It's uh, creepy. You ca- you got to admit it's creepy. Come I think on. I might get used to it. What I do like about it is the separation of the speaker from the actual uh, physical monitor itself now, which I think is actually good because right now the way it's built, it's louder in the back than it is in the front. And oh, it's like th- a mullet. Kind of, yes. Party in the back, uh, business in the front. And yeah. I think that this separation of the two and having the speaker in the bottom with a with the monitor slightly raised up is going to fix that so you'll get better, better audio. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see. So they're calling it a new audio beam-forming technology as well as computer vision. While you're interacting with Alexa, the device uses the sound loca- localization and computer vision modules to triangulate in on, and turn the screen directly to face you. Now, here's what I love. Alexa is not identifying a specific person, just a human shape, except for the fact that they're already modeling your voice. Right. So they can connect the voice to that shape. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a bit troublesome. And they don't really, <laughs> really mention that at all. But obviously, they've already been able to identify your voice. So now they're going to get your shape to it, too. So they will be able to identify a specific person. That's kind of bullshit. <laughs> And since the, the, the Echo Show is mainly used in the kitchen, they could it could actually give you recipes based on your shape and say, you might want to lay off the pasta tonight there, Joe. Because, actually, uh, they're just going to be double up on butter, fatso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll like it better. Trust me. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I, I'm excited about it. I'm going to get one. Because I, I do like the show a lot, and it's kind of cool. So we'll see. Uh, and I've given up all privacy, like we've always said on this show. Uh, we're getting new Fire TV sticks with enhanced processors, HDR compatibility, plus Dolby hey, Atmos. No 4K, though. I looked. At, I, I actually I know, was no thinking 4K. of getting one of those. No 4K. Yeah. Yep. Which is That's kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, we talked in security about the car alarm a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So we, yeah, and, and the dash cam. Uh, so I'll skip all of that right now because we talked about that already, which yep. there's some weird stuff. Yep. Uh, they're <laughs> launching a new gaming streaming service called Luna as a competitor to xCloud and Stadia, and it comes with Twitch integ- integration. So I think that. Luna, I think sleep. Luna, sleep. It's like, why would you well, name it Moon, Luna? You know. Well, I get that. It should be Extreme Luna or something <laughs> like that. I kind of like the fact that they aren't going crazy with their naming. Uh, but and, and they also did something very clever with Luna, and they mm. bu- basically built it as a uh, kind of a web app inside of the app so they can yeah. get around the Apple 30% tax. Well, everybody's going to be starting to do that now, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't even put this in, but there's a whole coalition now about everybody going after Apple. So, yeah, yeah. Apple's uh, Apple's on its heels right now, and yep. uh, yeah, they definitely are. But uh, you know, it's still Apple. So, yeah, they're still a two trillion dollar company. So they're like, eh, screw you guys. I'm going home and swimming in my money. <laughs> so let's talk about the thing that we have gotten seven thousand messages about from our oh, show God. since yeah. this announcement yesterday. Yes, they have announced a new tiny drone that will autonomously fly around your home and send alerts if it detects intruders, fires, or emergencies while you're away. Yes, the camera itself, the Amazon Ring with all of its security issues and all the things that we've talked about for years since it first came on the market on this show has now decided it's a good idea to put a drone in your house. The always home cam is what this is called. And now, it, can I ask you a quick question, Jason? Sure thing. Because sure thing. I watched some of the demo videos, but I didn't watch them with uh -huh. sound because kid, uh, wife right. working, a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. My Roomba is loud as fuck. Drones are yeah. loud as fuck. Yeah. Is this, is this Amazon Ring drone quiet? It doesn't matter because it flies around the house when you're away. It does not matter. So does but my Roomba theoretically does not turn on while I'm at home. It turns on. My Echoes uh, do not start doing random things. They do random things because the technology is not that good yet. You want right. to bet me a million dollars that somebody's, somebody's ring drone isn't just going to take off in the middle of the day while people are home? Oh, I'm sure it is, but that's not the problem. I've read 25 articles about the always home cam. Mm -hmm. No one, I, I say this, I say this not to be uh, told you so we're always right kind of guys, but I'm going to say this. We're always right kind of guys. <laughs> no one has talked about the cat problem because if you have a drone flying around your house and you have a cat that cat will try and kill that drone no matter what, <laughs> which is going to lead to many always home cat bills <laughs> because right. their little paws are going to get chewed up in the in the props. Uh, dogs, too. They're going to they, this is going to anybody that has an animal. This is the dumbest thing to ever buy. But it's also the dumbest thing to ever buy because it's a dumb fucking product because we have cameras in our homes. We put them in, in strategic locations. And, you know, th this makes no sense from a product development standpoint whatsoever. This is some nerd who got extra pictures of Jeff Bezos' dick and said, hey, man, <laughs> I'm going to release these unless you let me make my, my home cam drone. Because this is the dumbest product I have ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, I, uh, I see no use case scenario for this unless you're a super villain with a gigantic mansion inside of a mountain. Yeah, there's there's literally yeah. no reason to buy one of these. This is yep. the dumbest thing ever. And they're like, oh, but what if there's smoke and you have to like go find out where it is? Well, if you properly placed your in-home cameras already, you don't need to know that. Oh, I'm All sorry, what if there's is, smoke? You mean the fire alarms that we can buy that are connected to that our That are phones? connected to everything, exactly. Okay, well, yeah, that's yeah. covered, yep. Yeah, everything everything here is covered. So why would you need a drone to fly around? We're not fucking Iron Man. We do not need shit <laughs> like this. There is no reason for this to exist in the world. So, I mean, it's it's cute. It's funny. But the fact that they made it and it went to manufacturing, it's somebody should be fired. It's not just manufacturing. Fired. It was a big part of their fucking pre presentation. Somebody <laughs> needs to be fired over it. This is the next Fire Phone. 
You know, right. honestly, it is the dumbest thing that anybody could ever buy. And you can't even control it remotely. You have to set a pre-programmed path for it to fly around your house, which makes no fucking sense. Once it's again, like, I've, okay. I've, I've also played around with the Roomba's pre-programmed paths. They do not mm-hmm. work as, as advertised. Right. And they're also sending back maps of your house back to Roomba. Yeah. And now Bezos you know? has them. Yeah, and now Bezos is going to have, like, literally, you know, maps of your home. Which will be sent to the police. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You think that does this make my ass look fat camera was bad. (laughs) Once again, everything that we say that we get mad about China for doing as a government, uh, we let our private companies do for us. And we pay them to do (laughs) it. We pay them, yeah. So, Brian, on a previous episode, we talked about Gigapixel AI mm-hmm. and how it put pictures of Ryan Reynolds in in random windows in New York City when they ran no, it. Not Ryan Reynolds, uh, the other guy, though. The, um, oh, I thought crap. it was Ryan Reynolds. Wasn't it Jake Gyllenhaal? No, I thought it was Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Felipe. No. Felipe. Yeah, it was Felipe. Uh, hang on. Okay. Break for Google. <laughs> Turns out we were both wrong. It was Ryan Gosling. There you go. It was a Ryan. At least I got a Ryan in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I was, uh, we were talking about uh, ads on Instagram today. Mm -hmm. And I saw that I I follow Topaz Labs, the the makers of Gigapixel AI and several other AI pieces of software for photography. And they were having a sale. Mm -hmm. So I saved about $400 on the Topaz Labs utility bundle today. Okay. Because I've been looking at these for a while because the, the Sharpen AI, the noise, Denoise AI, and the Gigapixel AI are something that I would really like for some of my old photography that was on film. And uh, there's a new one called JPEG to RAW AI. Of course, they have to have AI in it. Even um, though all it does is convert JPEG to RAW files. Okay. It does some other stuff, too. All, all of these do a lot of stuff. Um, so I, I, I bought all of these. And uh, next show, well, actually, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, my handle is at JPD. Um, and please don't try and steal my username. I get so many emails every day about people trying to steal my username. Um, but I'm I'm going to start playing with these because, uh, yeah, I've got like, you know, all of this old stuff on black and white film from, you know, shit. I got my first camera when I was 15. So that was 1986. <sighs> Long time ago. Um, and I scanned all the stuff. So I want to kind of enhance it and check out if the stuff works. So, um, yeah, I picked that stuff up on uh, because of the sale that I found on Instagram. Okay. Go figure. Yeah. And I also bought this week the JBL speaker, uh, the Bluetooth speaker that you recommended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great speaker. Uh, yeah, it's a great speaker. It does not do anything that I need it to do, but... If I go out by the pool or go outside, it's fantastic. And I tried to, what exactly did I buy it for, Jason? Going out by the pool. There exactly. That, so, so look, man, I, I, I trust, bro. <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all good. I tried to plug it into my computer and use it as an external speaker, but there's a ton of line noise on it. And I tried to use it as a speaker so I could, like, you know, mount it to my bed frame so I could listen to podcasts when I go to bed so I didn't have my phone in the bed. Uh, nope, too loud, too bassy. But uh, when you take it outside and you, you plug it in and you jack it up with the Bluetooth, holy shit, that's a good speaker. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it's a like, really good speaker. The sound that comes out of that little tube is as good as, like, some of the first studio monitors I ever bought, like, 20 years ago. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. this thing is amazing. It was, like, what, 90 bucks? Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, it's also an older version. So the, the newer version, I think, is uh, a lot of people were complaining about it, uh, probably for the reasons that you would like. So you might want to research the newest version that came out. I just bought this one. I'm not going to come well, buy another one. As you said earlier in the show, you buy shit, you return it, and you buy new things. Yeah, I already threw the box away. So I'll keep it and just I'll put it at the hot tub. That's that what it's for, man. Two it's, years. For, it's for outside sound. So when you're ready for all that. Yeah. In fact, one of the reasons we're not doing a show next week is I'm doing another one of those trips with our uh, our quarantine, as it were. And uh, we're going to be out in Palm Springs by pools again. So, yeah, I've charged that thing up and it's ready to go. Yeah, no, it's, 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 and what I really like about it is you can kill a man with it. If somebody breaks into <laughs> your backyard Christ, party, of course, the thing is, the thing is made of just like titanium. It's not or huge, adamantium. it's small, but it is strong. Well, yeah, it's fuck. small, but it, yeah. it, it is heavy and you can hurt somebody with that thing. Also so waterproof. A, right. So if it bounces off their skull and then goes into the pool, you're set. And then you can wash or the blood off easier. Blood. Yes, of exactly. Get, you you yeah. Use the chlorine to wash the blood off, and then you disappear the body. You're going to be in Palm Springs, man. There are services for that. There are Uber for dead hooker removals over in Palm Springs. We know that. <laughs> Come on. So Things I've set. never needed for 100, Alex. <laughs> Things I've never needed that I will ever admit to for 100, Alex. <laughs> And I saw this one because uh, one of our friends uh, got one of these uh, Star Wars arcade machines. And this is the um, – it's basically the old Star Wars with the, the the grip that you can play Star Wars. You can play Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi on, right? Gee, I wonder which one of our friends got that. Uh, this would be Jason, the uh, – uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I'm flaking on his last name. Oh, yes, I can. I've had beer. Um, he, the wrestling podcast guy. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, he got one for his, his speakeasy, and I saw that, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I love that. But these things are like three-quarter size, so you have to bend over. But then I found this version at Walmart with a bench so you can sit down and play it. <laughs> and the old Star Wars vector games are some of my favorite in the world. And then I saw the price, and I'm like, "Are you serious? That's it? It's 499 bucks. It's, it's super cheap. But you know, if you spend another 1500 bucks, you can get a Mame cabinet with 10,000 games in it. But you won't get the the cool uh, controller. So I would want to go see this one in person before I bought it. But uh, I have played all of the Star Wars games in the cabinet version for my entire life, and I do loves me some Star Wars vector games." Yeah, pass. You didn't like them? No, you're older oh, than that's me. That's right. You don't like video games. And I don't like games. Nah, wet yeah. blanket. <laughs> and uh, finally, for our, our friends who have Nikon cameras, uh, Nikon has finally released uh, some webcam software. So you can use your mirrorless camera and a few DSLRs to uh, actually use as a webcam instead of having to get a capture card. So that link will be in the show notes. Jenny Cam is very excited about her high-quality cameras that she'll be running now in, in oh, her 40s. Uh, shit, her 50s, man. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's way older than us. I know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find out what happened to Jenny Cam, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Brian. There's a Reply All episode <laughs> about Jenny Cam where they tracked her down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Jenny Cam. Closing shout out. It's a sad day on the internet. Long Cat has uh, passed away at the age of 18. Sad day. Nobuko 
was the cat's real name, but we all knew knew it affectionately as Long Cat. How do uh, cats usually live to what? Uh, about 18. <laughs> okay, I guess he is a long cat then. Not a medium yeah. cat. Nope, yeah, 18 to 20s, you know, okay. decent-sized cat. But this one was a, you know, big cat, so, but made, it, it, Long Cat had a good run. All right. All I right. mean, we, 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 have, we have marked the passing of Grumpy Cat, obviously, because it's I was it's not aware namesake. of Long Cat. Actually, I've oh, yeah, never to be seen long. Oh, okay. No. Well, you're not big on the Chan boards, so no, no, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Sorry, no. uh, we have some other sad news as well from our BSG family. Uh, Battle Battlestar Galactica actor has a. Uh, um, suffered a brain injury and there's a gofundme uh they've kept it quiet for a long time this was a uh, what's his first name i can't remember hogan <sighs> why am i not remembering his first name michael, michael hogan michael it's hogan. in the url <laughs> sorry it's a, i just saw that in the url hey bottle of wine michael hogan <laughs> it was a half a bottle when we started so we know we well know we've been going for an hour now I know my Guinness is empty, so we need yes. to hurry this shit up. <laughs> All right. So Michael Hogan unfortunately suffered a fall after attending a Battlestar Galactica convention in February. He's kept it quiet for quite some time, but as a result of the fall, he suffered a brain bleed that has since left him paralyzed and with cognitive impairment. So obviously this is horrible and they've had to be socially distant through all of this with his family. So that sucks, but everybody's opened up about it now. So they're talking about it. Uh, they've re-released some of the, the uh, BSG podcasts that go back and talk about the episodes that he was on and they talk about the GoFundMe at the beginning. So if you love BSG and you've got some ducats to spare, link is in the show notes. Yep. I threw him a hundy. There you go. You know, he's, he was, he was a good guy. I didn't like his character very much, but I thought he was a great actor. I loved his character. I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, 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 he was one of the, the tribe because he yeah. was a drinker. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but, for sure. Yeah. It's sad news. All right. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to the quiet episode of Grumpy Old Geeks. This show is a labor of love, but your support keeps us going. If you like the show, please visit GOG.show slash donate to help us out. We'll love you forever. Or visit GOG.shop and pick up some good old-fashioned swag. And if you can't do that, then please pass the show along to friends. Word of mouth is the only way the show grows, so spread the grump far and wide. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 475. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, buy some swag, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy. Stay drunky. Stay drunky. (laughs) 